0: Welcome to this edition of Spotlight with Sandhya. We applaud the women who break the glass ceiling, who climb the corporate ladder, and who become rich, famous, and successful. Today, we shine the spotlight on women who are on the other side of the economic spectrum. The women in our villages who have become successful entrepreneurs in their own small way and who run two or three parallel businesses to talk about this transformation. Today, we have with us an IIS officer, Dr. Mamta Gauda, who was the mission director of Sanjeevini, the national rural livelihood mission in Karnataka. Last year, we had worked on a book together that showcased the success stories of the Sanjeevini women. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mamta Gauda. Uh,
1: Thank you, Sandhya. Uh, It's really a privilege being with you today. Thank you very much. So happy to be uh, on the show and connecting with a large number of people who are interested in women and their development. It's a pleasure to talk to you digitally now.
0: And it's been a pleasure working with you on this book. Let me just show you the book also. So, uh, Manta, could we tell, talk a little bit about what exactly is the Sanjeevini mission?
1: I think everybody has heard about Kutumbashri. It is uh, Kutumbashri in Karnataka is Sanjeevini. That is National Rural Livelihood Mission, our Prime Minister's uh, pet project, in which um, you know uh, women are put together. They, it, it believes that poor have an innate ability to get over the poverty all they require is a small little push or a catalyst to bring them out of that poverty. They will do everything else themselves. It's a Gandhian philosophy basically which says that women when brought together in groups there is uh, more power in a group than in an individual and when they're brought together in, in a group and given all the know empowered to understand various things they will lead the society. So he says. Gandhi says, "You teach a woman, or you educate a woman, and she will educate the family. And you educate a group of women in the village, and they will educate the complete village." So this is the philosophy behind Sanjeevini, and uh, Sanjeevini believes that uh, we should empower them into becoming productive economic part of the society, and therefore it is uh, called National Rural Livelihood Mission. It's, uh, we put women into livelihood and uh, through livelihood, look at economic, social, uh, cultural and uh, other uh, development, uh, Sandhya. So that is Sanjeevini for you.
0: What I found very interesting, uh, Mamta, is that uh, Sanjeevini identifies the interests and the strengths of the women and also the market potential. Can you explain how this
1: works? Sanjeevini has a database of uh, all the women in the village and uh, it focuses on, um, you know, this, there's an analysis done uh, based on the, at least in Sanjeevini when I was there, we based it on uh, our GIS, um, on GIS technology uh, database, which will have the complete family uh, profile Uh, of a woman plus uh, the profile of the entire village and geographically what is the importance of that place for example as I said it's based on Gandhian philosophy so we look at making it into a self-sufficient village and we look at what is the potential of the village potential of the lady potential of the village so then we train them into certain uh, product which they can uh, work on in addition to various other trainings, uh, we uh, give them a product because which has a potential geographically. For example, when we look at Ilkal as a village, it has a potential for Ilkal saris are geographically very important and it's a tag product. So we focus on getting that, you know, so we put women on to weaving, we put women on to making the yarn women onto embroidery women onto you know various products which will add a benefit or add value to uh, you know ilkal sarees then we this these are marketed uh, you know we have our own marketing networks like we have made highway hubs in many places when i was there we put up highway hubs where we bring out the product to the highway and we give them a place there so they can market it there we will uh, also help them market online then uh, we also bring them to, you know, the Bangalore Metro has given us a mart. Then there are a lot of um, malls which have given places. So we help them market in these places. So, you know, we have Saras Melas. The Saras Melas are basically like handloom, you know, like you have these big fairs where people bring products from all over the country and uh, market it there. So that is one of the things. And I, I have uh, at least tried to help these women to by sending them to international trade fair. I thought if they rub shoulders uh, with uh, pe- you know, people coming from international backgrounds, uh, they will be able to modify their products better. And uh, you know, we help them brand it. We help them st- to be able to compete and rub shoulders with the uh, bigger players. That was the intention.
0: I also know that uh, uh, you know, uh, in the digital economy, uh, you also help enable these SGs to sell their products across India online. Can you tell us how that has happened? Yes. How effective has it been?
1: See, the thing is uh, in a village, if you want to make it into a self-sufficient village, you know, whatever products, for example, we've trained women into like uh, mobile and other uh, service organization plus products. These products cannot be marketed within the village and, uh, you know, when even within that taluka it becomes difficult for example ilkal sari how much can you i mean how much can you sell in your own village or in that uh, taluka or in that state how much can we sell so we thought let's put them onto in, onto online platforms the first thing which we did is we put them onto government e marketplace government e marketplace for example there are women sgs making cotton bags so this, uh, you know, in on, uh, government uh, um, departments look for cotton bags. So then we moved on to Amazon, uh, Flipkart. And uh, also there are a lot of other like uh, eGrama and a lot of others online platforms. Plus now the uh, government is coming up with its own uh, SAG marketplace uh, with the help of UNDP. That's really interesting.
0: Another feature that has struck me as a very positive was that the repayment of
1: loans is remarkably high. Could you explain this? Um, it's a, the Sanjivini itself is modeled on a very different kind of, it's not just another microcredit uh, unit, it's modeled on a different plan. So what happens is every group, uh, Sanjivini group consists of 10 women. And uh, out of these 10 uh, women, uh, you know, uh, we form uh, Gram Panchayat-level federations. So a lot of these uh, SSGs come to form the Gram Panchayat Federation. And a group, uh, uh, many uh, Gram Panchayat federations come together to form a Taluk Federation. So the Gram Panchayat-level Federation gets a help of 10 lakhs, uh, 10 to 15 lakhs, depending on the mem- number of members which it has. So out of these 15 lakhs, they solicit project proposals for some people to set up their own small little industry or small little trade or whatever that is. So they take project proposals, they decide in a in a meeting as to who whose need is more important and which product needs, it has a better market, which has a better uh, you know, financial module. So then they give out uh, loans. And this loan, again, they decide on what is the repayment capacity that the lady has. So, uh, going with the project proposal, they make the repayment capacity. For example, if they can repay in 50 months, they will. Suppose somebody cannot repay in 50 months. They are even given up to 100 months. So, you know, making it smaller repayment financial numbers, you know. So, that way. So, what happens is modeled as per the requirement of the lady. Do you won't believe it, Sandhya? The repayment is 99%. Point you know, 99 point something percent. So that way there is no re- loan that is not repaid. So this corpus which we give, this um, 15 lakhs is given as a corpus. I can give you examples like in um, Madhugiri, Badunaldi, the corpus from 15 lakhs has gone to grown to 50 lakhs. And there are um, something like 50 uh, Gram Panchayat level federations Every gram panchayat will have a federation. So there are 50 to 60 gram panchayat federation. And today the corpus that we had given was 50 lakhs and it has grown to almost, uh, uh, you know, 5 crores. So the corpus keeps growing. And that is something that, you know, will continue to remain there and people keep borrowing it and repaying it. So the repayment is very high and it, uh, now banks are very happy with Sanjeevini uh, women. So they come forward in case of uh, additional funding required. They come forward. They're willing to give up to 20 lakhs without any collateral uh, to these self-help groups, women. That's really fantastic. 20. And there's a fair amount of training that happens, isn't it?
0: Apart from financial literacy, there's skill development and leadership skills. Uh, can you
1: talk a little bit about how this comes about, Sanjay? As I told you, Sanjeevini uh, looks at livelihood as only the means. It is not just the. It is not the end. So the means is uh, livelihood to make them economically empowered. So a lot of financial literacy uh, programs are done. Entrepreneurship development programs are done. Then over and above that, uh, we uh, also uh, you know give them health and hygiene training there are a lot of literacy programs we run then we run a program or you know how to run a home even if similar small programs like that also are run. Uh, so a lot of training happens like not only livelihood we give them skill development we move from livelihood to word skill development we give them a different skill like for example somebody wants to get into mushroom cultivation so we give them the training for multiple mushroom cultivation then uh, somebody wants to move into so i mean sanitary you know sanitary napkin making so we give them that training so those are, those kind of skill trainings are given in addition to that we also add on a generous amount of uh, uh, you know cultural uh, and social uh, training health and hygiene this kind of trainings also that's really
0: fantastic and uh, you know how have these women been coping during the pandemic and the various uh, lockdowns we have had and restrictions in movement how have these women sngs been coping
1: this is a very interesting story i must tell you sandhya these women took on leadership in various villages uh, coping is uh, not at all the word to be using for them now because they just instead of just coping they took on the leadership of that village and ensured that uh, the villagers got educated on uh, COVID because we had uh, through with the help of uh, UNICEF and NIRD, which is National uh, Institute of Rural Development in Hyderabad, we had conducted training in the sense like massive uh, liter- I mean, awareness on COVID, how to cope with it, that education or that knowledge they transferred on to every home. So that is one thing they did. Then they got into first thing they got into is they moved, they were very, they were very clever. They moved into alternate livelihoods. So they realized that during lockdown, they, their livelihood were not, whatever program that they were doing or whatever product they were manufacturing and selling may not get sold. So they moved, many of them in every village, they were tailors. The skill development that has to be done, women were given tailoring. So we have a lot of tailors in the village. So they all moved on to mask making and then sanitizer making. Then they started distributing, uh, you know, selling masks, distributing masks. They got on to alternate livelihood like, uh, you know, uh, making food products and uh, distributing. They opened community kitchens for uh, migrant workers who are getting stranded. They made, you know, in a village called Kalhali in Mhansur Talok of Mysore district. These women got together, they started a repository. So they said, anybody having surplus grains, surplus whatever, please deposit it here. So they got the deposit from the villagers. They made food packets, like provision packets, and they distributed to all those places where there was a shortage. In Bididi village, they went ahead and did property tax assessments for the government. They kept watch on people in home quarantine. They kept watch on people having any kind of symptoms and informed uh, Asha workers and informed uh, the health department immediately. So they worked like government functionaries. They took on the leadership. They even did counselling. Like many people went into depression. There was a lot of domestic violence uh, uh, happening because people were cooped up in their homes. They went and counselled they, they, they these uh, families. They counselled people going through depression. So all this leadership development that's been happening
0: is really very heartening. And what's also nice is that these women are not content becoming successful themselves. They also go and encourage other women to become part of the success story too. You know, they have become agents of change. Uh, One of the byproducts of this has been an increased participation of women in the Gram Panchayat level of politics. Uh, Could you comment about that, Dr. Mamta?
1: Yeah, uh, this time during the Gram Panchayat elections, a lot of Sanjeevini women got elected into gram panchayat but there are many who didn't want to like for example this lady in Kalarli pankaja so i said would you like to why don't you go in for uh, uh, you know elections so there's a very beautiful thing that she said she said to do service you need not get into any elected posts it's not necessary now i'm recognized i, I will continue to be that focal point for my community without getting into any kind of political so there are Women who don't want to get into political, this thing, but they would like to do service. But there are women, a lot of women uh, who got in. I think almost 20% of Sanjini women have got into some kind of an office uh, or the other in the electoral politics. That's a very heartening situation for uh, us who are talking about uh, women empowerment and uh, women uh, liberation and things like that. Uh, empowerment and... Uh, equality of women and these kind of things. It's a very heartening thing. uh, Absolutely. And uh,
0: thank you for being on the show today and sharing these very inspiring success stories of women in Sanjeevini and the champions. It's been a privilege working with you on this book. Thank you so much, Dr. Mamta.
1: Thank you very much, Sandhya. And it has been very nice talking to you today. Uh, I hope uh, whatever... uh, that has transpired will also motivate uh, others to get into something like this. And it was very wonderful working with you on that book.
0: To viewers, you much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Spotlight with Sandhya. We look forward to your comments. You can also view the video of this interview on the Rain Tree Media YouTube channel. Until I'm back again with another interesting guest, stay safe. Bye-bye.